Show on this Tuesday, September 5. A couple of morons back with you, Toby and TJ. This is the Rev, the home of Sooner fans. We're brought to you every day by River Wind. I get the pleasure and honor of working on Saturdays in the fall with uh, what I think is the best radio crew in America. And it's because each guy, other than the play by play guy at their position, is as good as it gets. And that includes our statistician. Dennis Kelly was a co-worker of mine at Channel 9. He was one of the muckety-mucks, Teach. He was way up the ladder. He had one of the, you know, important, he had one of the offices in the important person hall. You'd go, you, if you got called down that hall, usually you were in trouble. That's where Dennis's office was. Right. He's a numbers guy. And uh, so when I got the job at OU, uh, I was looking for a statistician. He was the first person I called. We were great friends at Channel 9 for over a decade there. I knew he was a giant OU fan with an incredible depth of historic knowledge about OU football, and I knew he was a numbers guy. So I thought that maybe he'd be interested, and it uh, has turned out great. Stats, as he is now affectionately known by Sooner Nation, has uh, kind of become a legend now, and he sits to my right or left, depending on the arrangement for every OU game, and uh, fills my head with all kinds of knowledge. That is almost always true, TJ. Very rarely does he give me any false information at all. And he's written a book called Sooners Forever, Coach Merv and the Stat Man. It is available now. Stats, good morning. How are you, bud? Boy, I'm really good. I'm really good, and I appreciate you the time to talk to you here, man. I'm a long-time listener. You know, I was Davis for a long time. And, <laughs> That's right. And uh, That's right. <laughs> Way so, back before you were ever on the Sooner Radio crew, uh, you called in and, and listened to the show and participated in our contests and, and all kinds of stuff. Um, what caused you to want to write this book, Stats? Well, you know, when I – you asked me to do this thing 12 years ago, and that first night we went over and meet the Sooners, and uh, I got to meet Joe C. and talk to all these people, and, and and I met Coach Merv, and it was an incredible experience. And, you know, I mean, I've been in television for a long time, so I've been around a lot of, you know, really famous people, local people, you know, and so forth. But I was just in awestruck because I've been a Sooner fan my whole life. It was a 
opportunity of a lifetime to do the stats. I, I, you know, you asked me to do them, and I, and I was like, I was kind of like shooter in Hoosiers. I was like, well, I can tell you everything you need to know. And then <laughs> and the next thing you know, I'm here, you know, and I'm talking to Merv Johnson and all these people, and I thought, you know, I probably ought to write some of this stuff down. And then we went to the Cotton Bowl, the first OU Texas I'd been to in 20-some years. And we were up there in that dark and early morning, and then Merv's talking about the 84 game and the rain soap and this and that. And I'm thinking, I've got to write this stuff down because this is a chance of a lifetime to sit in between you and Coach and listen to him and and talk to him, especially off camera. And, and I thought, you know, I'll just write this stuff up. And I would go home after every game, and I'd write down the funny things that happened, the funny things that were said, the, the insightful things that were said. And I th- So I wrote, you know, I just started writing it up, and I wrote it up basically for my daughters to have. And I wanted them to have it. And then I thought, well, you know, Coach Merv's family might like it. And uh, I let my daughters read it, and they said, Dad, there's a lot of Sooner fans that would like to read this stuff. And I thought, well, maybe so. So, you know, it's been kind of a, it's been a labor of love, and it's been over these last 12 years, uh, and it's been so much fun in reflecting and thinking back on all these things. And so I just put it into a book. I don't want to uh, give – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, and I and I, I was basically down to well, I'll just self-publish this thing. And I had talked to several people, and they wanted to take things out and do things. And I said, no, I'll just I don't want it edited like that. And they just I found a guy. I was basically within hours of self-publishing publishing it. And this guy called me and said, I want to publish this book in its entirety. This is really something Sooner fans will want to read. And I thought. Okay, I'll do that. So off we go. I'm going to be honest, Teach. Uh, I'm a little nervous about this book. I've only read uh, the first chapter so far, right? But I, Stats has been privy to how the sausage has been made for the last uh, going on 13 years now. So I don't know exactly what is in here. You know, there could be some incriminating evidence in this book. So I'm a little nervous about it, but. I don't want to give away your book stats, but is there one favorite Merv story that you have? Oh, you know, he, he did. He did so many. He did so many fun things. He, though, I guess the most. Here's some of the things that he would say. We're sitting in the lobby, 2016. We're down at the Reliance Stadium. We're going to play Houston and. You know, Patty Gasso comes by, and she says hi to us. And I have a national champion softball hat on, and she talks to me about my hat, and we we laugh and talk, you know, and her, her husband's there. And Merv says, you know, that Patty is, is, is the best coach on campus. I said, oh, Really? And then he says, you know, she may be the best coach that's ever coached here in any sport. And I was like, mm-hmm. uh, 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 you know, I'm thinking, here's a guy. You Don't know, let Barry hear this. Yeah. 
yeah, here's, he coached with Barry. He was he worked with Stoops. He worked with you know Jim McKenzie, all these big name coaches. And he thinks Patty Gasol is the best coach that's ever been on camp. You know things like that. And uh, uh, you know you don't really have to worry about. It's going to be fun for. It's a fun read, I think. There's nothing incriminating. You know, Coach always said he would never write a book because he didn't want to have to move. Well, there's nothing in here that will make anybody want to move. Now, you know, there's some funny things, uh, and I we have a lot of fun, as you know, going places, and uh, it's really fun thing. There's there's not really anything really incriminating in here. I mean, it's it's just. Little off cut comments that he would he would make about the the offensive line and, and you know how he would do Toby we would see sitting there and he'd be quiet and all of a sudden he'd yell they've got ten men uh, <laughs> and we would think he, how did he do that he knew every play that was going to be ran before it was ran just when they right, would line exactly. up he'd say this is this is I mean Teddy has that gift too but uh, it was amazing I, one thing that um, that I always loved when coach was in the booth with us you never knew who was going to stop by because he knew everybody right you know johnny majors may come into the booth one night or or you know college football icon coaches or players from the past would stop by just to see merv and we were like oh my gosh i can't believe i'm getting to talk to this guy right now so uh he's a legend now another thing about you i don't know if this is in the book or not uh stats tj is incredibly superstitious and uh, it mostly has to do with the hats. When yeah, did, you've when did the, the whole hat hats, several times. When did the hats thing start, Stats? Oh, you know, I've been doing that kind of stuff my whole life. I've, I, I'm just cautious, okay? I'm not superstitious. <laughs> I am cautious. Yeah. I, I, I get up and move. I, I stand if I need to. Uh, I... And I've always done that. I, well, I need I need to go. Maybe I need to stand for this series of plays. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need, you know. So uh, the, the hats was easy. You know, you're kind of confined there in in at the, you know, and really working and thinking and, and you're watching the plays. And you don't. So I thought, you know, I'll just wear take hats. So if we're doing really well with this hat, we'll keep going. Oh my gosh, we we dropped the ball. I'll put on another hat. And I don't know. It's just it's just something fun that I do. And I've had so many people ask me about how many hats did you bring? You know, is this a five or six hat game? You know, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, well, I don't know. I, I, you know, like last Saturday, I said, well, this is about a four hat game. Oh, uh-huh. and there people said four hats, really? And I was like, yeah, well, four hats is, you know, that's all I brought. And they, you know, of course, now I've got them hanging up in the booth. Uh, well, yeah, I, wanted want to, I wanted to mention that because TJ, he used to just, he, he'd bring him in a bag and he's got his, you know, his satchel behind him there with his papers and, and he carries, you know, four to eight hats, how many ever he brought with him to that game that day. <laughs> right. But then they started this in the booth cam. Okay. And stats became then not just a name, but he became a face that was in all these highlights. Oh, right. And the interior designer in him took over at that point. And he decided he needed to hang up all his hats so that they were visual on the in-the-booth cam. So now wherever we go, he brings with him little hooks or whatever he needs so he can display his hats behind him and everybody can see him during the broadcast. And Toby, when I don't bring, and when I don't have the hats up, people are like, well, there were no hats. 
there were no hats. It was like, well, okay. So I, I started doing that, bringing tacks and, you know, and put them in the wall. I now I've got tacks in the wall all over the Big 12. And I can eat, and now, you know, of course, we're going to another conference. I'll have to start over. But, I've, I, you know, most places I can go, I can find my little holes there in the press, you know, and just put my tacks in and just hang them up. But anyway. One thing, one thing that should also be known about stats is uh, when we started, the uh, statistician, spotter, and parabolic guy, which now is uh, – well, back then it was Stats, Greg Blackwood, and Tom Shores, did not have uh, seats on flights or anything. There was – they didn't go to road games. Or if they did, they just had to get there on their own. We've changed that now. We try to provide – transportation one way or another for everybody to get to all the games. But back then it was, you know, we're going to fly Toby, Merv, Michael Dean, and Chris Plank, and that's it. And that's your crew unless they can get there themselves. And they were not missing a game, man. They drove – you drove to Tallahassee that first year? Yeah. And back everywhere we went, you guys were were there. And then finally, thankfully, we were able to change some things, but – I mean, just amazingly dedicated. It's uh, it's been an honor to work with you. I can't wait wait to read the rest of it. How can people get your book? Well, just go to uh, deedspublishing.com. That's D-E-E-D-S, publishing.com. And uh, you can find the book there. And uh, they, they published it for me. And uh, I'm trying to get it out there. And I hope... I think soon. I've had some really. I've had. It's only really been out since last Wednesday, and I've had four or five people that have actually read it now, and they they really like it. And it, it is for Sooner fans. So if you're listening and you're of other persuasions, you may not like. Now, if there's a lot about Missouri in there, because obviously Merv was he it was in the Missouri Hall of Fame. Um, there's things about Missouri. There's a lot about Arkansas. There's about Joe Montana and Notre Dame. Uh, you know, Merv had an incredibly great life, and he was with the Sooners for 513 games. And uh, wow. I was lucky. I was lucky to sit with him most of the time on the road. We'd sit in the coach's booth while we waited to go on the air, two or three, four hours, and we would sit there, and he would just say things and talk about different players, and and he he got to where he, he didn't really remember a lot of names, but he would give you the numbers, and he'd say, boy, that's 71. He did this, and he remembers everybody's numbers, and he remembers yard lines and different things like this. It's incredible, but he was a, he's a great, great man, a wonderful Christian man, a very godly man. I mean, I mean um, and I want to, the book is a lot about him. It's about me. And it's about what what we get to do every week, and it is a great honor to represent the University of Oklahoma. It really is. Well, way to go, man! Thanks for collecting these stories. It's a gift for uh, Sooner fans. And uh, deeds deedspublishing dot com is that what you said? Right, deedspublishing dot com. Just go there, Thanks. and thank you for having me on. And I will see you at Owen Field. I'll see you Saturday, stats. See you, buddy. Thank you. So, Teach, when we'd go on the road, 
when we do, yeah, well, when we would go on the road, you know, we try to get there five hours before kick mm-hmm. because we're on the air for the ref four hours before kick. Right. And Michael Dean or Drake want to start setting up, and so five hours is kind of what we shoot for. Well, Merv does not need to do anything until two hours before kick. So Merv would go into the coach's booth. We're almost always right next door to where the OU coach's booth is, where the offensive coordinator, whoever. So they're not there, obviously, yet. So Merv and Dennis go into the coach's booth, turn on ESPN or whatever, and start watching football games for three hours while the rest of us are setting up and doing the ref and all kinds of things like that. So that's that was his collecting stories time. Was that he'd go sit in there with Merv and Story watch time football with Merv. games. Yeah. yeah. 819, we'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. RK Blatt brings you this hour, T-Row in the Morning Show. Network technology solutions for your medium or smallest business right here in Oklahoma or Kansas. Visit them online, see what all services they have. Great customer service over there at RK Black, rkblack.com, 405-943-9800. Can I say one more thing about Stats? I wish you would. Teddy and Stats have the funniest relationship in the world. Like, it is like two junior high boys. (laughs) Teddy... I think that's Teddy's relationship with everybody, isn't it? Yeah, well, Teddy fake picks on him relentlessly, and Stats gives it right back to him. It's it's hilarious to listen to those two. If if Stats ever gets like one decimal place wrong or anything, Teddy just wears him out relentlessly. Just joking, you know. Right. And Stats gives it right back. It, it is it really is like being in the car with a couple of junior highs, just. <laughs> it's it's quite entertaining. All right, go ahead. Uh, let's see. On the Knippemeyer Chevrolet text line, I'm in Tennessee, and they have a decent tailgating scene, but the atmosphere inside the stadium is incredible. I think OU underestimates our game day experience. For one, not many schools have something like Campus Corner. Well, I think a lot of – I would disagree with that. I, I think most – Schools I've been to anyway, at least the Power 5 schools, have like kind of a hangout restaurant area. Um, I do think part, part of that text is 100% right. Constantly hear from opposing fans, media members. There were even some players this past week. Andrell Anthony and Walter Rouse were talking about. Yeah, oh I saw gosh. Andrell Anthony's tweet about the atmosphere. I do think we take for granted Owen Field sometimes and how awesome – the atmosphere is, the the stuff that we do inside the stadium, uh, the, all that kind of, you know, we see it all the time, and so we don't take it. And when you go somewhere new, else, it's new, and and it's Oklahoma that's coming to town. So it's the best that, they're like, they get up for it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I think that part of that text is 100% uh, accurate the newness of it hits you differently. Like it overwhelms you. But if you were there within it every week, it, it would be the same old thing. Right. Like, like green Bay, when we went to that Packers game was unbelievable. Their tailgating is unbelievable, but there were certain things that happened that if it happened, if I went week in and week out, like I still remember 
walking down the street from where we parked to go towards Lambeau Field and, and the tailgating, and this guy had the ice chest on wheels that was remote-controlled, and he was wheeling it down the road, stopping at people and letting them open it and get a beer out. And I thought, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> but if that cooler pulled up to me every Sunday, I'd be like, ah, oh, there's Who's the cooler. Who's this weirdo? Yeah, who, <laughs> here's the cooler again. You know, it went, But that one time, it was like, this is unbelievable. This cooler yeah. has wheels, and I'm getting a free beer. So, yeah. But it would hit a little different if that was every Sunday. I'd be like, thanks, Jim. Uh, the only game day experience that is important is the game. I don't need anybody trying to fire me up. I get to campus every uh, very early, like the next Saturday, 8 a.m. I don't tailgate. I walk around, and I just enjoy the day. As far as a game day experience in the stadium, can we get rid of the guy who wants to holler into the microphone and lead cheers? Let the cheerleaders and band do their job. Yeah, I mean that's a generational thing right there. Yeah. Um that's a that's a kind of a line you got to walk generationally because uh the younger generation likes having a DJ. And they like at the Thunder game, they like having the uh, the guy that does that and I can understand where if you're of a different age, you the marching bands and the cheerleaders like you grew up with is what it's all about. So just kind of a give and take there. It's like the PA thing with the boomer on first downs. Mm-hmm. Some people hate it. Some people love it. So, mm-hmm. And it's picked up more. Yeah, what has he been doing, doing Two a, seasons? Three seasons? I think this is his second season. Se- second season? Maybe it's the yeah. third. I noticed that it, he was getting a really good response Saturday. More response Saturday, except from my child. So He doesn't like it? No. He's like, ah, would he stop that? Hmm. <laughs> what a delightful young man. <laughs> <laughs> he like, but he likes the uh, DJ type stuff. I mean, he likes that. Well, yeah. you're saying, but that right. he's uh, like, oh. Same with Chloe. Uh, <laughs> Chloe really, you know, the all that kind of stuff is what she really digs. Uh, was Saturday's final score the closest that Uncle has ever been to actually predicting a final score? Maybe, Maybe. <laughs> it was really close. I really, think he was really the closest close. in the market. Oh, without a doubt, he was. Yeah, without a doubt. How awesome would it be to meet FSU in the national championship game year in Brent's year two and OU win 13-2 to two, uh, with uh, Florida State's offense? Well, it was great back then when they held them to that, I guess. Yeah. But uh, Did the Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, I would I would be shocked if they held that team to two points. I was shocked when they held Winkin. Wow, so. absolute lack of faith in <laughs> well, defense. I'm just saying, uh, in today's college football, uh, a little bit of st- different style. Uh, there's a little bit more scoring. Let me so. ask you this. How many points has OU given up all season? Uh, zero. Zero is the answer. That's enough yeah. said. Enough said. Uh, this person says, I just bought the book. Nice. Uh, Brad and Bartlesville said, just ordered two Sooners forever. Um, we'll make great Christmas gifts for Sooner fans. Absolutely. Toby, thanks for a great interview with Stats Kelly. That was entertaining. Just ordered three books, one for me and two for Christmas gifts. Look at Fantastic. this. Fantastic. See, you're, you're dictating what people are going to be receiving in their uh, uh Dictating is the wrong word, wrong word, but uh, I'm, I'm glad we can uh, let people know about this cool thing. Gator loves Stats books, Sooners Forever. Gator says, buy Stats book or I'll bite TJ. Go Weatherford Eagles, hashtag Spike was safe. And there's a picture of Gator right here, and I kid you not, he is holding the book. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> he's holding Stats' book is right he here. Is he eating the book? No, no, he's laying, okay. looking up, and it's between his paws. He's holding okay. the, He's holding Dennis's book. Buy the book or he's going to bite TJ. <laughs> yes. So please, please, people, buy I don't the book. want him biting me. Please. Uh... <laughs> 
Thoughts on OU being rated number four in the ESPN rankings? Concerned this high ranking is a bit premature. Opinions? I love your show, Cam. I well, think that was the, the index, right? That was the, yeah, that's the yeah. FPI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a statistical measurement more than anything else. Yeah, it's that wasn't the host ranking. putting Correct. out their rankings and yeah. It's pretty hard statistically for OU not to lead or be near the top of the country in everything after a seventy-three nothing victory. Offense, defense, their measurables right now are quite good. So yeah, I would not. I don't put too much into that. That's a F, the FPI is a stats generated thing. Shaking my head. The in games, uh, the in stadium game day uh, environment has improved. If they're actually at the game and a season ticket holder, take the survey that's available every week, which you should get a yeah. If you're a season ticket holder, you get a text that says thank you for attending. Take a few moments to fill this out if you've got ideas. Has our guy hit us back yet with all of his great ideas? He said uh, he did uh, text back, and he asked me for my email, and he wants to email me something. So okay. maybe tomorrow good. he'll have me an email or later this week. And I I'll, bet there's I'll some really good here. ideas in there. We, I, I, I would love to have some good ideas. That'd be great. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm not. A lot of them probably. No, no, I don't know. Let's see where. Let's see where they are. But a lot of it's pretty awesome right now. But. We'll see. Nate Dogs in says, good morning, T-Row and TJ. Kids and I are just now waking up. I'm getting ready to make some coffee and breakfast, which is French toast this morning. I went to urgent care yesterday. The kids have the flu. I have strep throat. Oh. Oh. Get better, Nate Dog. Get better, kids. That's no good. When the whole house is sick. Yeah. Just the miserable, man. Yeah, because you don't you get the I... attention, you know. I like to get the attention when I'm yes. sick. Yes. But if they're all sick, I don't get the attention. Come on. That's exactly right. Uh, Toby, TJ, I ordered two books on Sunday, one for my dad. He's getting ready to turn 75. He's going to Norman to watch. Uh, he's been going to Norman to watch OU since 1970. When I was a baby, he coached at uh, Coyle around a bunch of Cowboys, but he was always a fan of the Sooners, Boomer Sooner. So That's awesome to hear. So this is, uh, is going to be a part of uh, Pink Dip and Cobbler. We're going to have some reading lounge areas <laughs> where <laughs> – if you want to bring a book, if you want to bring a laptop, homework, whatever the case may be, it's going to be kind of a Starbucks vibe, only more like couches and comfy chairs. Uh, and also, you know, you can buy Pink Dipper, get whatever your favorite cobbler is there, or get your shoes fixed. A uh, couple here. Uh, caught the tail end of stats. What's the name of the book? And then this one says, which sections are which? I caught the tail end when you said stripe the stadiums this weekend. Okay. The book is called Sooners Forever, Coach Merv and the Stat Man. That's the subtitle. The name of the book is Sooners Forever. You can get it at deedspublishing.com. That's D-E-E-D-S, deedspublishing.com. I think it's 1995, if I remember correctly. And then Stripe the Stadium. Even sections are crimson. Odd sections are white. Even crimson, odd, white. If you do not have what color you need, come see us at Balfour on Saturday. Teddy and I will be there starting at 1 o'clock Saturday afternoon with pregame coverage. Maybe Plank 2? I don't know if Plank will be with Plank us Plank will not, be but... at Yo Pablo that hour, I okay. believe. Yes. Teddy and I will be at Balfour. Come get whatever shirt you need 1 o'clock on Saturday afternoon and say hi to us. 834, back after this. 
The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Joseph podcast today, Teach. Huh. All right. Yeah, thought you'd be interested in that. Got a brand new podcast he's starting, so looking forward to chatting with my buddy today. Down there in Alabama. Alabama. We had another uh, person in the Georgia Athletic Department arrested for reckless driving, by the way, Teej. What's going what on? What's going on? The players, Georgia? the coaches, uh, faculty, it doesn't matter who it is. It's, it's just uh, like, what's going thing. on? Yes. It's, all, it's always speeding and reckless driving. I don't, I don't understand it. Like, especially... After it's happened as many times as it has, especially if you're a coach, don't you stop and think, like, all right, it'd be pretty stupid of me to get in trouble here for this. I better slow it down a little. How how fast, how far over do you have to be going to be arrested for reckless driving? Do you know the answer to that? I don't know the exact answer to that. Not just a ticket. Um, But it's substantial, I think. Probably 30, 40 miles over, I would guess. This is Jarvis Jones, coaching staff member. He's not on the staff. He's like one. He's a staffer, former All oh, American linebacker, okay. football coaching staff member. Hmm, okay. I think that means you know it means a lot exactly of things. Sure, yeah. it may not be a actual coach. Uh, I don't see on here how fast he was going. But anyway, they have an epidemic, man. I don't. They got to figure something out down there. You know what they have? They've got a need, a need for speed. Oh boy, that's right. You man, that was it. as good as my cobbler joke earlier. You have said it accurately. <laughs> okay, any other text that we need to clear out before uh, we get Chris Plank on with us today? Anybody else really want to hear be heard? Um, Georgia football definition of all gas, no brakes. <laughs> okay. Toby, you'll have to ban leather-bound books from the reading lounge because they're made of leather, uh, a.k.a. Uh, bovine, cows, steers, longhorns. You get it. How committed are you? So, I don't ban leather. This is not that hard. <laughs> the word is longhorn. Their nickname is longhorn. That's it. That's as complicated That's it. as it is. It doesn't mean, oh, I don't want you to have leather-bound books because they're made from cow. <laughs> Why is this hard for people? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's very hard. You have but, so many rules. Uh, you have listen, so many rules. In Ann Arbor, Michigan, if they opened the Buckeye Steakhouse, would anybody go? No. Why is this hard for Sooner fans to understand? Longhorn Steakhouse. It's called the Longhorn Steakhouse. Texas Longhorns. Okay, what do you got next? <laughs> TJ, you usually play fantastic fun for music, but what was that going out of break at 835? It was awful. Hmm. Uh, that was Saul Williams. Wow. Uh, I've got a list of demands. i got a list of demands yeah. written on the palm of my hand. Uh, that's been in the system for many years. It was a Nike... Uh, was a song Nike used in one of their campaigns at one point. So, sorry, Jay, I'll try not our, to ever play it again. Who is our Where's the Ref Army listening uh, uh, 
Uh, advertiser, sponsor. Uh, affordable Door Company, your full-service garage door company. Great part is they offer a garage. They are the official garage door of Sooner Athletics. I'm, a, I'm just going to concentrate on the Pacific Coast line today, okay? Okay. I'm not the whole world is too many. There's, there is someone listening in Honolulu uh, this morning. That's cool. Seattle, Portland, uh, Sacramento, San Jose, California, Los Angeles, Palm Springs, and uh, let's see, where's this person? San Diego. San Diego. Uh, I believe that's right. I believe it's pronounced San Diego. There you go. That's our Pacific Coastline listeners this morning. They're all over the world, but today I just want to give a special love to those of you bumping up against the Pacific Coast. They and all use Affordable Door Company, affordabledoor.net, 405-635-9499. Drake Stoops loves them. We do, too. They're uh, listening on the app, TJ. All over the world, they're listening on the Ref app, and we appreciate that. Okay, what else you got for me? Let's see here. Toby, what's the deal with the band? It seemed it was half its normal size. It looked more like a high school band. Hmm. I didn't notice well, that. Well, I didn't notice that. I thought when they uh, took the field to start that it was the normal size. I did notice that they had their uh, heat precautionary outfits on. Which we have that Saturday. text here asking why weren't they in their normal uniforms, uh, just shorts and a T-shirt. Well, it was 100 and something degrees on yes. the field. So <laughs> I don't know specifically – but I would imagine that those are very thick polyester uniforms. That's what band uniforms usually are. So it was 140 degrees on the field. That is a true measurement. 142 is what Dr. Clazel sent us. We got, he sent us a picture of the thermometer. So uh, they went T-shirts and shorts just to try to keep kids from dying in front of us. <laughs> There's a surge of like band uh, stuff here all of a sudden. Hey, where all was right. the band before the game? So they were MIA. Did they not have their pregame concert that they usually have over the, there? The march and the pray through campus corner and stuff and back through the campus? Yeah, they yeah. did. They did because we had to go find the tuba player. We had to go find Vector. So um, huh. Vector was Bron- – get this, small world. Two years ago, Pine Cove camp in Tyler, Texas, Ve- Vector was Bronx's counselor uh, over his uh, cabin and everything. Got along Victor? great. Vector. That Vector was his code name because they go by code names, and then the kids have to try to guess their real names throughout the entire week-long oh, process. Okay. That's cool. Vector was a Baylor Bear. Last year, Bronx Returns doesn't have him. Uh, he's with you know younger kids. So he ran into Bronx and said, hey, I'm a Sooner now and part of the pride. So Bronx all week was like, we got to go find Vector. And sure enough, we found him during nice. that, what they're talking about here. So they were set up doing their little thing where they play right behind the tent where you guys do pregame and stuff. So they did, they did all huh. that. Yeah. Well, I don't know the texture, and we're going to need further explanation. As Unless they're talking like then. in stadium before the game, but they probably stayed underneath longer than normal due to the heat, is my guess. If that's well, what you're the talking about. They did the whole pregame thing where they go down the field and they form the yeah. OU and the yeah, band, sure. you know, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Uh, but I want to mention one more thing. I was making sure this is open to the public before I mentioned it, and it is. Back to Dennis's book. Saturday morning, 9 a.m., they're going to have a book signing at Sooner Station, which is where Coach lives now. Coach is at the brand-new retirement center, which is uh, over uh, North Park area. Is that what it's called, TJ? Yes. It's just north of the Embassy Suites there. It's just Mm -hmm. north of the brand-new Trey Young facility that's going in. There's There's an apartment complex, which I think we've done some remotes from, 
and the Sooner Station is just north of that. So right over there in that new North Park area, Sooner Station, 9 a.m. Saturday morning, Dennis will be there. Coach Merv will be there. It is open to the public. The radio crew is going to come out and uh, support Dennis and Coach and be there if you want to see us. The ladies uh, the Johnson family is going to be there. love Teddy Lehman. They love Teddy Lehman. They do, yes. and they love Coach Merv, who I've been told is like the godfather. He the is. Like I've he been in there. It. I've been in there for remotes and stuff, and he kind of runs things around there. So yes, that's true. He mow. He mows the lawn. He organizes <laughs> all the get-togethers. They watch OU softball games together. All that kind of stuff. Nine a.m. Saturday. The game's not till five. Nine a.m. Saturday morning. Sooner Station book signing for uh, Sooners Forever, Coach Mervin the Statman. If you if you haven't seen Mervin in a while and you want to want to see him, see how he's doing. He looks great, by the way. He's walking every day still, like four or five miles. Come on out this Saturday. Do you want to see, see what Coach. life's like when you get to be that age? Uh, go to Sooner Station. It is a massive, massive party all the time. Mm-hmm. They they have uh, luau's and pool parties. And you, you Cakes every it. day. It, it's, it's something all the time. It's awesome. Yeah. All right, 848, Chris Plank joins us to wrap it up next. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. It is time for The Crossover with Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Time to cross it over now with At Plank Show. I'm looking at a photo right now in this book, Chris, of you, me, and Stats in Tallahassee, Florida. Man, we look young. Yeah, I remember that. Golly, we were attractive back then. Man. I think now. What are you laughing at? I'm there? sorry. I just watched a video that Toby sent to me, and I'm oh, laughing okay. about. <laughs> I, I, I look up as we're coming about back. Going to the lake. Yeah, yeah that's good. TJ is just rolling in there. I'm like, I want to be a part of the fun. It's not suitable for work, Chris. You can. Oh, I can't okay. play it on air. I can't play it on air. Whoa! Look at Toby working it, in the well, blue. It's got, it's got some curse words okay. in it. That's all. all right. Yeah, that uh, Florida State trip. I remember. I met your. What, college roommate? Yeah, Travis. Travis mm-hmm. was down there. Yep. Uh, I remember Stats and Greg Blackwood drove. And right. they, do they talk about it? I haven't read the book yet. I mean, it, is in, it is in the book. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't want to spoil uh, it for anyone. I just, in fact, I just read it. It's, it was like an 18-hour drive, and they took Terry Alexander's car. Terry Alexander was the front office secretary at Channel 9. I always thought that was funny. I was like, how did you end up with yeah, Terry exactly. Alexander? <laughs> They took her Cadillac yeah. all the way to Florida and back. And yeah. in eleven, it, she would only, uh, it would only take premium gas. She would only hundred yeah, percent gas, premium mm-hmm. gas. And so, teach they're on like these back roads of Florida. where it's hard to find premium right. gas. And, and, and there's Florida no gas panhandle stations. at two in the morning trying to find hundred percent. And it's gas. like we are not gonna make it. But yeah, I I didn't get to when hear. When was stats. the first uh, first act of kleptomania we remember from Stats Kelly? In the, uh, it's another thing stats is very good at is stealing stuff, right? <laughs> I'll just say He's it. Collecting <laughs> souvenirs. It's a, it's a, it's a joke. Or folks. food. I, I, yeah, please. Gosh, man. 
aggregators. Oh, you analyst stealing things. It's like, no, no, it's the stat. You know, never mind. But I, I still think the stand, the, the moment that stands out, it's got to be the Camping World Bowl or, or whatever that disaster what was. What was it that he, get, he got in trouble for there? They came into the booth, uh, and it's wild because if I, I remember our booth felt like it was in a different place when we went last year than it was the year before. Or the time before. And, of course, that was many moons ago. But he he had allegedly, allegedly stats, gone into one of the suites and had taken some, like, pom-poms or peanuts or something. There was some cups in one cups. of those cups. That yeah. was what cups. Because I was thinking it was cup. water, but it was cups. cups. Yeah. yeah. It was a souvenir cup, like OU Clemson souvenir cup. <laughs> and I guess he had taken it and it was, uh, yeah, they came in after us. Oh, yeah. Not, there, yeah. She was like are you guys taking the things out of the suites? And honestly, I was completely <laughs> oblivious to it. I was looking, I'm like, no, I don't think so. That's the guy little gray shirt. And, 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 and he, everyone's like, no, 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 not at all. Like, okay. But she wasn't, she wouldn't get, she goes, are you, you guys are the only ones up here. I'm like, well, I, I we've joked. We've joked for years. If you ever find out that anybody on our crew has been arrested, <laughs> Stats. It'll be Stats Kelly for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I, I say I like how you position it, TJ. I need to hire you as my attorney. He's collecting things. It's not as if he's <laughs> and he's like Templeton from Charlotte's Web. That's right. Just, just running just, around the fair collecting cotton candy and just, peanuts. Just collecting things. Hey, how was the uh, how was the show last night? Show was good. Good. Show was good. Yeah. I mean, when seventy three nothing, everybody's in a good mood. Good. Uh, Stats said it was a mini helmet. Mini helmet, that's what it was. Okay. There were cups involved, too, though, I think. Uh, yeah, Brent was in a good mood. Good. Um, I don't think there's any groundbreaking revelations last night that I can remember, but um, a good time was had by all. I will tell you this. How was much. Coach's Corner? Oh, my gosh. The, the legend of Miguel Chavis continues to grow. Oh, really? Oh, man. He was incredible. Came in in a suit. Wearing his cowboy boots, <laughs> spitting truths, man. It was awesome. It was Who great. Who was the other coach? This Jeff week? Levy. Jeff Levy came that's into good, after his presser. So it was a great combination. I can't wait to watch it slash listen to it. Wednesdays? Is that when it is out? Uh, Thursdays, I believe. Thursdays. Thursdays. Okay. Very good. Chris, have a great show today. Toby, have a great rest of your day. TJ, I'll see you here in a bit. Save me a seat right next to you, buddy. Okay? All right. We'll, be, we'll do All it. All right. We'll do it again tomorrow. Have a great Tuesday, everybody.